بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا عما بعد الحمد لله in our previous lesson two weeks ago we began to read through some of the texts of Falafatul Usul by, by Sheikh al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab with the explanation of Sheikh Zaid and Madkhali Rahimahullah and we began the first mas'ala in the introduction which is the mas'ala of ilm I have a knowledge that is upon every Muslim to have knowledge and this is ma'rifatullah or ma'rifatul nabihi ma'rifatul deen islam bil adillah so you have knowledge and you're acquainted with that which pertains to Allah his prophet and that which pertains to the deen of islam with the proofs and in the previous lesson we discussed the masail pertaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having knowledge of Allah and essentially, what was that? The knowledge of Allah. What does that uh, entail? Not having knowledge of Allah, because I have knowledge of Allah. Names of attributes. Names of attributes. That's one. One thing. Well, it's not like in um, people being worshipped alongside him. So not to worship anything alongside him, no. So that we affirm his uluhiyah. So we affirm that nothing is worshipped alongside Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Now. What else is knowledge in terms of knowledge of Allah? It will be as well. His Lordship. So we affirm the knowledge of Allah in terms of the three categories of Tawheed or if we were to separate, or separate them differently, then say, we would say that knowledge of Allah is in relation to His Ma'rifah with Ba'd, so that we should have knowledge of and that we should affirm by way of His Rububiyah and His Asma wa Sifat. As well as that, then we have knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in relation to having knowledge of the fact that He is the only one that is deserving of worship alone and that ibadah is directed to Him without any partners. This is knowledge of Allah. And we go on to today's lesson, which is Ma'rifatun Nabi. Ma'rifatun Nabi, I have a knowledge of His Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sheikh Zaid mentions, Wahimahullah, Ma'rifatun Nabihi bin Wajibat alati la yu'dhar ahad bi jahliha. And so, having knowledge of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is something where no one is excused from. No one can say they're excused and that they do not need to have the knowledge of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That they suffice in having the knowledge of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَعْرِفَ مَا جَاءَ بِهِ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم لَا يَكْفِي مُسْلِمْ وَالْمُسْلِمَ أَنْ يَقُولْ كُلُّ وَاحِدْ مِنْهُمَا أَنَا عَارِفُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَأَنَا عَارِفُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ بِأَنَّهُ مُحَمْرِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ لَا يَكْفِي هَذَا وَلَكِنْ يَعْرِفْ بِأَنَّهُ مُرْسَلْ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ So, Zahi continues by mentioning that the person must have, of course, have knowledge of that which the Prophet ﷺ came with. It's not sufficient that the person, the Muslim man or Muslim female, they say that I know that the Prophet, I the Messenger of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ, he's Muhammad ibn Abdullah. He's Muhammad ibn Abdullah. And they success and they suffice with that. They cannot suffice with that. This is not ma'rif to Nabi. So this is not sufficient. Rather, they have to affirm and have knowledge of the fact that he has been sent by Allah. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him the kitab. I revealed to him the book. And he is the furqani, he is the criterion in this affair. And that he, sallallahu alayhi wa has been commanded with the tibyan. He's been commanded with clarification of the truth. 
Anhi has been commanded to call the people, give da'wah to the people, calling them to hold and affirm that which he came with. And that which he came with, no doubt, is referred to the Sunnah. So it's upon the person to hold on firm to the Sunnah of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam. Hold on firm to that Sunnah, to hold on firm to the way that he was upon, alayhi salatu wasalam. And so, Sheikh Zaid mentions that Ma'rifa to Nabi, I have a knowledge of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, is divided into different affairs. Having knowledge of the Prophet ﷺ is divided into different affairs. The first of them is ma'rif to shakhsuhu. I am having knowledge of him as a person, And of course this begins by having knowledge of his name and his lineage. And so he is Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim. So Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim. And Hashim is from the Quraysh. And the Quraysh are from the Arab. And the Arab are from the Dhuriyat al-Ismail ibn Ibrahim. And the Arab are from the descendants of Ismail ibn Ibrahim. So this is the first thing. That the person must have knowledge of who he is, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second is Mahabbatuhu Fawk, Mahabbatun Nafs, Wal Mal, Wal Walid, Wal Walid. The second affair is the love that you must have for the Prophet. And this love that you have for him, alayhi salatu wasalam, must be love that supersedes your love for your own self, wealth, your parents, or your child. So the love which is absolute. The third, the third, barakallahu fikum, is wa mahabbata ma ja'a bihi, sallallahu alayhi jumlatan wa tafsila. And so the, the third affirm is that the person must have love for that which he came with, sallallahu alayhi wa by way of the book and the sunnah. And he has love for it, jumlatan wa tafsila. So he has love for it in general and in its details. So we understand from this barakallahu fikum, is that it's not sufficient that the person merely does the actions. He does the actions, he says the speech. Now, that he does the actions of the people of Sunnah. He follows the Sunnah in his actions, follows the Sunnah in his speech. But he does it with a heavy heart. He does it without that love for it. He does it with the, without that taslim. He does it without that submission. So Allah Ta'ala mentions, فَلَا رَبُّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا سَجَدُ بَيْنَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala mentions the Surah Nisa and nay by your Lord none of them will truly believe until they make you I refer to the Messenger of Allah so they make you a judge in that which has occurred between them Naam that which has occurred between them in terms of any dispute that may occur between them and they do not find any resistance in that which you have ordained or that which you have judged in the affair by way of the sunnah and they have full submission towards it and these are the scriptures of the mu'minin these are the scriptures of the believers that the person doesn't merely say that I believe in the message of Allah or he says I follow the sunnah and the message of Allah he has full submission to that as well. He has full submission to that which he is upon. Alayhi salatu wasalam. And so going back one step as well, where it mentions the second point, which is the muhabbatuhu, fawqa muhabbatun nafs, wal mal, wal walid, wal walid. That this is from ma'afatun nabi is that you love him more than yourself, your wealth, your parents, and your children. 
This is the correct way to love the Messenger of Allah And this is how a person should love the Messenger of Allah And it's a love which is balanced It's upon itidal, it's upon moderation for the one that loves the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, is upon that balance between the extreme love that you find from some of the groups that have deviated from example the Sufis. And this extreme love becomes manifest in a way that they will love the Messenger of Allah sallallahu in a manner of ibadah. So they will love the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as an act of worship. I worshipping him, yani. However, this love is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whilst you may have those that fall into neglect in relation to the love of the Prophet where they love something more than him from the creation or someone more than him from the creation. And the Messenger of Allah mentioned in the hadith narrated by Anas ibn Malik he said to the Salatu Salam, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min walidihi wa waladihi wa nasi ajma'i. The Prophet Sallallahu he said, None of you truly believe until I become more beloved to you than your own father, your own child, and all of mankind. And this is the love for the person must have for the Prophet Sallallahu and this is the balance in the nature of the love. Now, this is Afron, this is the point I wanted to just mention in relation to the second part, the love of the Nabiya. And the third we mentioned that you must love that which he came with as well. Now, and, and no doubt submit to that which he came with, whether it be in general or, or specifically, both of them you have to love. The fourth is Wal Amal Bidalik Raja Rahmatillah. Raja and then you have the fourth which is action upon that so you act upon that which you came with and that which is driving you to act upon the sunnah of the Nabi is the hope for the rahmah of Allah as well as the fear of his punishment. The fear of the punishment of Allah. Thereafter, the ulama, the Sheikh, Sheikh Zayyabesh mentions that the ulama have affirmed and they've mentioned as a result of tatabba wa istikra that the shahad of, the shahad of Anna Muhammad Rasulullah Brings about six conditions. It's based on six conditions. <clears throat> Before we get into them, what is meant when we say tatabba wa istikra? That this is known by tatabba wa istikra. What is meant by that? Anyone know? Sincerity. Sincerity? Not, 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 not sincerity. When we say that something, we understand this by tatabba wa istikra. What is meant? Not, not sincerity. So you had up. No, okay. <laughs> they want know. When it's mentioned, to tell what is the Quran, that this is what is known, and this is the practice which is done by Ahlul Ilm, where they look and they ponder upon the text, and they look at the text, and they deal with the text one with the other. They don't look at the text in isolation. This is in accordance with what is mentioned by Imam Al-Uzai, or Rahimahullah, where he mentions the Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, Yu'amaluna Nusus Ma'amra Wahida. He says, Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, Uzai mentions Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, they treat the text as if they're one. So they don't look at one text in isolation, they deal with all the texts as if they're one and, 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 one, and one together. So, with the Tabu Istikrad, they look at all of the texts, and by way of the understanding of all the texts, they may derive certain taksimat, so certain uh, categorizations, or certain conditions of, of a particular affair. So it's not necessarily that these things are mentioned yani, explicitly in the source. 
So, for example, the conditions of the of uh, the salah. Conditions of salah are not necessarily mentioned explicitly by the source, but we understand that these are the conditions based on the text that are present, and dealing with the text altogether. Likewise, if we were to say in Arabic language, the Arabic language, a word in the Arabic language is going to be one of three types: um, ism, fail, or a harf. It's going to be a noun, it's going to be a verb, or it's going to be a harf, a letter. Right, with a particular meaning. This is understood and this is derived by what that the scholars of Nahu and Nuha they've looked at these texts and they looked at the Arabic language and they've understood that a word does not exit one of these three. So likewise here, coming back to this, when understanding the Shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah, understanding everything that is from the requirements of adhering to the, the shahada of Anna Muhammad Rasulullah sallam, they've mentioned, Ahlul they've mentioned that these are it's conditional upon these things. And they've mentioned, and Sheikh Zaid has brought forth six conditions. He's brought forth six conditions for that. The first of them, the first condition is al itiraf bi risalati wa itiqaduha batilam bi kalb. So the first is that the person affirms his message. They affirm his message. And that they believe it, yani, within their own hearts. Right, so they have the belief, batinam, within their own self, of the risala, the message of the Prophet They believe in it. Asharatul Thani, the second condition, النطق بذلك واعتراف به باللسان. The second condition Therefore, no, in relation to the first condition as well from the proofs of that is the saying of Allah Ta'ala وَمَنْ يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْحَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُنْيُوهَا The saying of Allah Ta'ala in relation to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he does not speak from his own desires. Indeed, he speaks except that it is revelation and he's received revelation. So we understand that in this first condition that a person must affirm his message and believe in his message. Because they understand that the message he's come with has not come from his own self. It's Munazim in It's been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second condition is that they affirm this upon their tongue. So they measure this upon the tongue. That which they believe in their heart, and then the fact that they affirm his message within the heart, that they measure this upon the tongue. You can't have one without the other. You can't have a person saying that they believe in the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, but they don't believe it in the heart. Or they may they hold it in the heart, but they do not state it upon the tongue. Both have to be present. وَشَرْتُ الثَّالِثِ And the third condition, الْمُتَابَعَ لَهُ فِي الْعَمَلْ بِمَا جَاءَ بِهِ عَمْرًا وَالنَّحْيَا وَتَحْلِيلًا وَتَحْرِيمًا The third is that you follow him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in actions by that which he has come with that which has come with by way of commands prohibitions that which is declared to be halal and that which is declared to be haram just the third the fourth شرط الرابع تصديقه في كل ما أخبر به من الغيوب والماضية I believe in him and everything that he's informed us of from that which is the, the ghayb al-madiyah that which is from the unseen that has occurred already as well as that which is unseen that will occur وَالشَّرْطُ الْخَامِسْ the fifth 
محبته أشد محبة من محبة النفس والمال والولد والوالد والناس أجمعين. And so the fifth condition is that you have such a great and strong love for him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is more than you love your own self, your wealth, your child, your parent, and all of mankind. That's based on the hadith that we mentioned earlier, hadith of Anas. And then the sixth condition, and the final condition mentioned here, is taqdeem qawluhu ala qawli kulli ahadin wa'amala bisunnatihi. So that you give precedence, the sixth is that you give precedence to his speech. Over and above the speech of anyone else. And thus you act upon his sunnah. You act upon his sunnah. And so when we mention that these people are Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, you have those that are Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, they are the people that have come together upon the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they've given precedence to the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over and above the ara' wa ahwa' al-rijal. Over and above the opinions and the desires of men. And so this is what is required from an individual. He states the shahada of Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. He has to give presence to the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, over and above that which is the desires and opinions of others. وَقَدْ أَوْحَى اللَّهِ عَزَوَ جَلِلَ النَّبِيهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَنْ وَبَلِّقُ أُمَّةً عُمُومًا وَسَالَتُمْ And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to his Prophet ﷺ that he conveys the message generally to his ummah. And it's not something which is khasa bin Arab. That the message of the Prophet ﷺ was not specific to the Arabs. وَإِنَّمَا هِيَا وَرِزَالَةٌ عَامَةٌ شَامِلَةٌ Rather, indeed, it was a, a message which was general and comprehensive for everyone. For indeed, everyone that the Prophet ﷺ was sent to upon the face of the earth, whether they would be Arab or they were Ajam, and the non-Arab, Thakr or Untha, whether they be the male or the female, whether they be the one that is free or the one that is enslaved. Even to the extent, to the extent that he was sent to the ins and the jinn. He was sent to mankind and the jinn. And this is affirmed by way of the statement of Allah, ta'ala, where he says, Kul ya ayyuhannas, إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ وَإِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا Allah Ta'ala states, say, addressing the Messenger of Allah, say, O mankind, indeed, I am a Messenger of Allah to all of you. So this is him, alayhi salatu wasalam, the Prophet wasalam, being sent to everyone, every single individual. nas, the word anas in the ayah, Tashma It's something which is comprehensive of all types of mankind, everyone from mankind. And Allah Ta'ala mentions, likewise, affirming the meaning of this. وَمَا أَوْسَلْنَكَ إِلَّا كَافَةً لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا And we have not sent you except that you are generally or sent generally and sufficient for all of mankind as a bringer of glad tidings and a warner. So no one could be said that they are not being addressed by 
the message of the Prophet No one can say that this is not an address for them to be from his ummah. And that the Nabi Wasallam was not sent to them. For indeed he was sent to everyone upon the face of the earth. Now, and this is affirmed by the statement of the Prophet Wasallam himself. Where he states, Wallahi nafsi Muhammad biyadi. By the one whose soul of Muhammad is in his hand. Referring to Allah, no doubt. La yasma' bi ahadun min hadi al umma. Yehud aw nasrani. Yehudi aw nasrani. Thumma yamut. Walam yu'min billadhi arsilt bihi illa kana min ashab al nar. He says, No one. Will not hear from of my message. Naam. So no one will not hear of me. From this ummah, I refer to anyone that is from those that he's been sent to. And they are amongst the Yahud and Nasara. And then they die. And they did not believe in that which I have been sent with. Except that they are from the inhabitants of the fire. We understand if a person is upon the way of the Yahud or upon the way of the Nasara, and then the Prophet has been sent to them. He's been sent to everyone. And they still don't believe in his message. Understand that they are from the inhabitants of the fire. For da'wah Yahud, wa da'wah Nasara, wa da'wah man yadda'a. أنه يعبد الله بكتاب سابق للفرقان بعد نزول الفرقان ومن أنزل الله على عليه الفرقان فدعواه باطلا. And so the one that claims, if you have the Yahudi, the Jew that claims, or the Nasrani, either the Christian that claims, we will claim that they are worshiping Allah. With a book which has preceded, that has come before the Furqan, and you're referring to the Quran. After the Quran has been revealed, after the Furqan has been revealed, and after Allah Ta'ala has revealed the Furqan, then this claim is batil. This claim is a one of falsehood. And that he is in reality a liar in that which he's claiming. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ja'ala hadha furqan muhiminan ala jami' al-kutub. Wa ja'ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam khatiman li jami' al-rusul wal-anbiya. Wa la yujudhi ahadin an ya'ta'abbat illa bima shara'a nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alladhi la yantaku anil hawa. And so, the reality is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this Furqan, the book of Allah, the Kitab, the, uh, the, the, the Quran, as one to supersede all of the, any, uh, the books that preceded it. And the expressions of all the books that preceded it. And that he has made the Prophet wasallam the seed of all the Prophets. The seed of all the prophets and messengers. And so, it's not permissible for someone to say that they are going to worship Allah upon a legislation other than that which the Prophet ﷺ came with. For indeed, he, alayhi does not speak from his own desires. And so, this is in relation to. The revelation that which has come with the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, and specifically and generally the point in relation to the knowledge of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. The next thing mentioned was Ma'arab to Deen al Islam bil Adilla. So the next thing is the knowledge of the origin of Islam with the proofs. The knowledge of the original Islam with the proofs. 
لأن دين الإسلام يندرج تحته جميع التكاليف القولية وفعليا وظاهر باطنة فإذا أطلق الدين الإسلام فهو الشامل لكل ما كلف الله به عالم الإنس والجن من الفرائض والواجبات والمنحيات وغير ذلك من التكاليف الشرعية التي خلقها خلق الله من أجل من أجلها عالم الإنس والعامل الجن And so, as for the manifest of the Islam, then this is one, this is an affair which is wasit, referred to as a bad, which is wasit. So it's vast in its nature. Because the deen of Islam is inclusive and is comprehensive of all of the takalif. Anything that we have been made responsible, been placed upon us as a responsibility. And to fulfill in terms of actions, whether it be actions in whether it be that which is our speech or actions in reality as well, whether it be that which is apparent or that which is within and hidden. So when you have the statement of the Deen of Islam mentioned, then this is comprehensive of all of those things. Everything that Allah Taala has placed upon us, and placed upon us as the alam of the ins. And likewise, it was that which is placed upon the jinn. From all of the obligations and all the prohibitions. Another, another than that, from the takalif of the sharia, that which is found, that has been placed upon us from the sharia, or that has been legislated upon us. Well, indeed, no doubt, Allah Ta'ala has created us for that purpose of the worship. And the worship can only be done, no doubt, by way of that which is legislated. And due to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, Islam. Indeed, the religion that was with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Islam. Islam. And so this is this affair of the religion of Islam mentioned in the ayah, in the deen, in the Allah, in Islam, is everything that is that has been, or everything that is upon the ummah to practice their Islam upon. And all the teachings of Islam, that the message of Islam has come with, and the message of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam. وَأَكْبَرَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَنَّهُ مَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ بِدِينِ غَيْرِ دِينِ الْإِسْلَامِ and so if a person wants to worship Allah upon another religion other than Islam, then we know that his ibadah, his worship is batil, it's null and void. And his call, his speech is rejected. And this is down to the statement of Allah Ta'ala, where he states, وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي and whoever intends or seeks a religion other than Islam, then it will not be accepted from him. And he will be amongst the losers in the hereafter. And this is the this is the loss that you may find. Amongst the Yehud and the Nasara. The loss that you find amongst the Jews and the Christians. And other than them. From those that will claim that they will worship Allah upon another legislation. So they will worship Allah upon another legislation. Not the legislation that has come by way of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. Or they seek to uphold another legislation. And they will claim that they are commanded by the Torah or they're commanded by the Injil the Gospels and they will claim that the Quran was only, has only been revealed to the Arab and it's only for the Arab and it's not comprehensive for other than them and this is the claim which is batin this is the claim which is false Naam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has rejected this in many ayat. And Allah has mentioned the general nature of the message of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
And likewise, the Prophet himself, والسلام, nullifies this affair. By way of his statement, Lokana Musa Hayyan Baina Azharikum Mahalahu Illa an Yatabiani. And so the Prophet mentions in the hadith that if Musa was alive amongst you, I living amongst you now, then it would not be permissible for him except that he was to follow me. I would not be permissible for Musa alayhi salatu salam to follow anyone other than the Prophet Muhammad So this is the first affair in reality, in totality. The affair of knowledge, al-ilm. Ma'afatullah, ma'afatullah nabi, ma'afatullah islam, bil-adillah. The second is al-amru bihi, is action upon it. Al-Shaykh Zaydi mentions the Masala Tuthani is acting upon that knowledge. Bil-ilm, acting upon that knowledge. Wahadi Masail Muhimma. And this is from the most important of affairs. Why? Because the action is the thamara of that knowledge. The action is from the fruits of the knowledge. And you gather the knowledge in of itself. But in order to take from the fruits of that knowledge, you have to act upon it. Now, and so you find that the one that has knowledge he's gained knowledge but he doesn't act upon it and he's athim, he's, he's blameworthy, he's sinful for that and he's putting himself, he's opening himself up to the possible or to great danger and this is the example of the Yehud, the example of the Jews. And those that are comparable to them. And that which is come that may come upon them is a severe threat. And this is what is mentioned by our ulama, rahimahumullah. That man fasada min ulama'ina. ففيه شبح من اليحود ومن فسد من عبادنا ففيه شبه من النصارى. And so the ulama they mention and from them you have this is the statement of Sufyan ibn Uyayna that whoever falls into corruption from our scholars and from the people of knowledge then he is comparable and this is something which is resembling of the Yehud resembling of the Jews and whoever falls into corruption from the worshippers the Abad then within that is a comparison to the Nasara a comparison to those who are the Christians does that say does that say it make sense to They don't understand that statement. So the first he mentions I those that may go astray from the people of knowledge, the ulama. And that fall into corruption. And they don't fall into corruption except that they do not act upon the knowledge that they have. And this is the example of the Yahud that have knowledge but don't act upon it. And then you have the worshippers that fall into corruption. And how does the worshipper fall into corruption except that he's just worshipping without knowledge? And this is the one that does the action without the ilm. And this is the example of the Nusara. As Shaykh Zayn mentions, and the Yahud, Anzalallah alayhim ilman nafi'an, wa hiya tawra, fiha huda wa nur, faharrafu wa baddalu 
لأنهم لا لا يريدون أن يعملوا بنصوص التوراة كما أنزله الله عز وجل على موسى عليه السلام. And so this is due to the fact that you find the Yehud. Allah subhanahu wa taala has sent ilm to them. Allah subhanahu wa taala has revealed knowledge, revealed knowledge to them, beneficial knowledge, by way of the Torah. And within that, within that Torah was guidance and light. However, they distorted that which they found within it and changed it. <coughs> Why? Because they did not want to act upon the text that would been revealed to them in the Torah, as Allah Taala had revealed to Musa. Professor and so they corrupted that which they were that which they had been sent to them and they corrupted themselves and due to that they were deserving and earned the anger of Allah and so Allah was angry was angry with them because they knew however they did not act they knew but they did not act ومن علم من امه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم شيئا من علم الكتاب والسنه ثم لم يعمل به فقد تشبه باولئك المغضوب عليهم and whoever has knowledge of something from the ummah of muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم has knowledge of something from the book or the, a book and the sunnah. However, then he does not act upon it. Then he is indeed, he has fallen into comparison of those individuals, of those individuals that are, have earned the anger of Allah, those that are Allah Ta'ala is angry with. And they have the narration of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, recorded by Abu Dawood, that whoever whoever resembles a people then he is from them I, he is deserving of the akuba that they will have he is deserving of a punishment that, may, that they may face And everyone may attain that punishment based upon the jarima, based upon that crime, the, 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 the ill crime that they've fallen into. It then for the wajib, and you tabba al Muslim al ilm bil amal. And you tabba al Muslim al ilm bil amal. Kullama fakaha al mas'ala min masa'il al deen al Islam, amala biha. And so thus, what is the obligation? Is that the Muslim follows that knowledge with action? So every time a person comes to have an understanding and learns a particular mas'ala in Islam, upon them is to act upon that and attain the great reward within that. And so upon them is to perform. The obligations. We abtaid the muharramat and stay away from the affairs that are haram. All in order to do all of that, that is all a required. This is all comes about about by way of knowledge. So we understand that knowledge itself. Is a miftah lil That knowledge is a miftah is a key towards righteousness. Knowledge. And a door to all good. So the knowledge is a key. However, no doubt it requires action. The knowledge has to require action. Oman 
And so, whoever Naam is has been prevented from knowledge, and in doing it, has been prevented from all good. Then Allah Azza wa Jal al-Sarr Rusul bil ilm because Allah Taala sent the messengers with knowledge. وَعَنْزَلَ الْكُتُبِ بِالْعِلْمِ And he revealed the books by way of knowledge. وَقَالَ النَّبِيِّ صَبْنَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ The Prophet ﷺ mentions إِنَّ الْعُلَمَاءُ وَرَفُتُ الْعَنْبِيَاءُ وَإِنَّ الْعَنْبِيَاءُ لَمْ يَرِفُوا الْدِّنَارَ وَلَا دِرْحَمَا إِنَّمَا وَرَّفُوا الْعِلْمِ فَمَنْ أَخَذُهُ أَخَذَ بِحَذِّرْ وَافِرٍ The Prophet ﷺ mentions indeed the ulama, they are the inheritors of the prophets. And they do not leave behind the dinar or the dirham. So the inheritance is not monetary inheritance. Rather that which they leave behind is the knowledge itself. Now, as in from that ilm, the fruition and the harvest and that which comes from that ilm is the amr salih, the righteous actions. Naam. However, this action cannot be attained except that a person exerts himself in order to uh, attain that knowledge. And that they have a correct intention in that as well. And that is a, it is upon the Muslims, and it is a great importance upon the Muslims, males or females, that they exert themselves and they strive in order to attain knowledge and earn from that knowledge. And so as for the one I that falls short or the one that is obedient to their nafs, to their own nafs and they lean towards the shahwah, they lean towards their desires. And their himma, that which they give importance to, is mere amusement. Then this is a means of that knowledge being prevented from someone. And the nafs itself, as mentioned by the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the amara bisu. The nafs is the amara bisu. This is the asl of the nafs. The asl of the nafs, so oneself, is that it's amara bisu. The amara bisu is that it is one which calls you and leans, and it is one which is inclined towards evil. Now, this is the way the nafs. This is why we say the statement you have uh, mentioned many times jihad al nafs. I strive against oneself. Because the asal of that nafs is that it wants to do evil. And if the person is upon this jihad and nafs, he strives against his soul, he strives against himself, to the extent that he reaches the point where he now does not have a nafs of amara bisu, and the nafs is no longer the one which is inclined towards evil, but it's the nafs of lawama. So it's the nafs that whenever evil is done, it feels that regret. So the asal of the nafs is that it's inclined towards evil. So if the person does evil, it's inclined towards more evil. When a person strives against that nafs and strives against that particular feeling and that particular, that particular um, inclination within his own self, the nafs becomes the, the nafs of the wama. 
the Nasulawama is the one that has that regret. When a person does an action, has the regret. And the person pulls into action, it has, and, uh, uh, has that feeling of uh, sadness falling into that action. Thereafter, the one that continues to strive, then he has the nafs al mutma'inna. Naam, he has that nafs and that soul and the oneself, which is upon tranquility and is of comfort. Someone which is not has it doesn't have to strive against. But that this is the nafs, the nafs al mutma'inna, which inclines was good at this point. And so, however, as mentioned, the nafs and its asl, that is al-amar which inclines towards evil. As so if the person allows that nafs to overcome him, then this can be a means of him not attaining that knowledge. If he does not attain that knowledge, then he's not going to be able to perform righteous actions, because those righteous actions follow on from that knowledge. فَسَالِكُونَ تُرُكُ الْعِلْمَ الشَّرِيفِ هُمَّ الَّذِينَ اِخْتَارُوا لِأَنفُسِهِمْ بَعْدَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ وَنَعْمْ وَمِنَّتِهِ عَلَيْهِمْ أَشْرَفُ تُرُكُ وَخَيْرُ الْأَعْمَالِ وَأَسْكَاهَا لِأَنَّهُ لَا يُمْكِنْ لِأَحَدٍ أَنْ يُحْسِنْ عَمَلًا إِلَّا إِذَا سَبَقُهُ الْعِلْمِ And so... Those that traverse upon this way of knowledge, I this honourable path, this honourable way of knowledge. This is one which they have chosen for their own selves. Of course, after that which Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon them from virtue, upon them. And it's from the most honourable of paths to traverse upon. It's the most honourable of paths to traverse upon. And the best of them the best of actions, and the most pure of actions. Because it's not possible that a person attains actions or does righteous actions except that it's preceded by knowledge. وَالْمُرَابِهِ بِهِ الْعِلْمَ الشَّرْعِي الْمَوْرُوفَ مِنَ الْكِتَابَ سُنَّةِ وَمُنْ حُسْنِ حَفْظِ الْعُمَّةِ أَنْ يَجِدُوا مَنْ يُنَبِّحُهُمْ أَلَى ذَلِكَ and so the intent here of knowledge is the knowledge of the Sharia, knowledge of that which is legislated, that which is found and, and that has been brought about by the book and the Sunnah. And the person strives in order to attain that knowledge. And because this knowledge is that which directs them towards good. And gives them a desire for that virtue that Allah Ta'ala has. And that honor that's preceded. And it's sufficient that Allah Ta'ala mentions the virtue of ilm itself and ulama. By the way, the same of Allah Ta'ala, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ That indeed, those that have the greatest fear of Allah Ta'ala are the ulama, the people of knowledge. And likewise, the same of Allah Ta'ala, يَرْفَعُ اللَّهَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا إِلْمَ دَرَجَاتِ That Allah Ta'ala has raised you in levels. Allah Ta'ala has raised you in levels. And those that have been given knowledge, I am raised in those levels. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarded the one that had knowledge to be the one that had clear eyesight, clear sight. Whilst the one that was jahil, the one that was ignorant, was regarded as being the one that was blind. And 
Allah's animations. And so, does he know that the one that is revealed to him from his Lord, I in truth, is that the one who is blind? Indeed, the ones that take heed from the men, from those that take heed, are those that have clear insights. Fanduru al furuk wadha al zahira bain al ilm al mubsir wa bain al jahil al yatakhabat. So the Sheikh mentioned, look at the, the clear difference between the one that has knowledge. So he has a clear insight. And the one that is jahil, the one that is ignorant. And so, he is overtaken by the dunya, his dunya, the affair of his dunya. And so he's not able to differentiate his actions between the sawab and the qata. He's not able to differentiate his actions between that which is the correct and upright sawab, correct actions, and that which is that which is erroneous. Why? Because he does not have knowledge to aid him in that differentiation. So he's not able to differentiate between that which is sahih, that which is correct, and that which is batil, that which is falsehood. And that's nothing except that it's the result of ignorance. And the result of that is due to the fact that they have the burden and the majalis al ilm that he's distanced himself from the gatherings of knowledge and the halaqat al-ulama al-rubbaniyin and he's distanced himself from the gatherings and the circles of the ulama al-rubbaniyin the circles of those ulama that cultivate وَمِمَّا جَاءَ فِي تَرْغِيبِ فِي الْعِلْمِ الَّذِي يُثْمِنَ الْعَمَلَ الصَّالِحِ قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسلك طريقا يتمس فيه علما سحل الله له طريقا إلى الجنة. And from the texts that encourage you to seek knowledge, no doubt, and to seek, no doubt, to take from the fruit of that knowledge, which is the righteous actions, it's a statement of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that whoever traverses upon a path seeking knowledge. Allah Ta'ala make the path to Jannah easy for him. And this is Al-Wa'ad Al-Kareem. And this is a noble promise from Allah Ta'ala that the one that traverses upon a path for knowledge, that he's seeking beneficial knowledge in that way. And that beneficial knowledge which he's able to bring about, which he's able to bring about righteous actions. And that the person that doing his righteous actions, no doubt, he is seeking by way of them the pleasure of Allah and the Jannah of Allah. And his dar karamati and his noble abode, which is the noble abode of Jannah itself. And then by way of seeking knowledge, he has that fear of Allah, fearing the punishment of Allah, the painful punishment of Allah. And that he is a believer, because no doubt the believer is always between that affair of hope and fear. So then this is an encouragement for the person to seek this this beneficial knowledge. As this is action, is action based on knowledge. And this is the thamaratuhu. This is the the thamarat, i.e. the the fruit of that. وَإِذَا عَلِمَ عَبْدًا شَيْئًا وَعَمِلَ بِهِ فَإِنَّهُ يَتِمَّ عَمَلَهُ بِدَعْوَةِ غَيْرِهِ لِيَعْلَمْ وَيَعْمَلْ بِقَدْرِ طَاقَتِهِ وَغَيَةَ جُهْدِهِ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ وَبَعِيدٍ وَالْقَرِيبٍ أَوْلَى بِالْبَدَعَ فِي دَعْوَتِهِ عَنْذِرَ شِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ And so, the affair of action and no doubt is the action we mentioned is the is the the fruit of knowledge. Then this action is complete is concluded and completed with da'wah, is calling. Calling others so that others may act so others may seek that knowledge and act upon it. Based upon their ability. And based upon their, however they how much they strive. 
from those that are closest to them and those that are far from them. I know that those that are closest to them are taking precedence by the state of Allah Ta'ala and warn those who are from your closest, closest relatives. And so due to that, you have the third principle or the third affair after action upon knowledge, which is which is the calling to it, the da'wah to that knowledge. And so you call to the knowledge and the actions. And the khayr al-nas, the best of the people, man alima wa amala wa da'a nas lil-ilm wal-amal. And so the best of the people are those that know, act, and then call the people to that knowledge and that action. As Allah Ta'ala states, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And who are best, and who are better in speech than those that call to Allah, do righteous actions, and they state, indeed, I am from amongst the Muslims. دَعَوَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ بِالشَّرْعِهِ وَإِنْخِيَادُ وَإِسْتِسْلَامُ لِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ تَبَرَقُ تَعَالَى بِالْإِمْتِفَعَ Action upon that which Allah Ta'ala has legislated, i.e. the Sharia, as well as uh, submission to the command of Allah and following that which He Ta'ala, has commanded with, I uphold it and hold on firm to that which He commanded with. And this is, the, this is the affair of da'wah, calling. The fourth and final affair mentioned within this are these principles or these uh, masa'il. Is a sabr ala adafi. And that the person has patience upon any harm that comes his way. If innahu ma min da'in yad'u an nas ila ma da'a ilayhi rusul. Illa wa sayyajid ma yata'arrad li adahu. Kama ta'arrad al rusul. And so, indeed, the one that calls the people, and he calls the people to that which the messengers call to, he will not find except anything except that he will find those that will oppose him and those that will oppose him and seek to harm them. Just as you found those that would seek to harm the prophets and messengers. I put those that seek to harm them from their own people. So upon him is sabr. Upon him is adhere to this affair of sabr. Upon him is adhere to this affair of patience. And yet tasim bi sabr. And the yatabar min khayr khisar ahlul iman. So upon him is adhere to this affair of sabr. And this is from the best of the characteristics of the people of iman. وَمِنْ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ لِلْدُعَاءِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَرَكُ وَتَعَالَى And this is from the best of the provisions that Allah Ta'ala gives to the du'a, to those that are calling to Allah. So I can't doubt to the aqaribihim, or can't doubt to the ghayrihim. So even if it's a person giving da'wah to his, to his closest family members or relatives, or those that are closer to him in relation, or he's calling, calling others to it, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala bestows upon that da'i, this affair of patience. Now, وَلَا بُتْ أَنْ يَكُونَ صَابِرًا لِأَمْرِينَ And it's a must that the person is patient due to two reasons. It's a must that he's patient due to two reasons. أَوَّلًا لَا يَدْكُلْ فِي سَبِيلِ دَعْوَةً إِلَّا بِصَبْرٍ Now, the person cannot enter into this affair of da'wah except with sabr. And the second, thaniyan, إذا دعا الناس وجد شيئا يعارضه أو يرد دعوته صبر واستمر في ذلك مؤتمدا على الله عز وجل راجيا ثواب منه وأولا منه كما هو طريق الرسل للأنبياء عليهم صلاة وسلام عندما بعثهم الله ليدعو أممهم إلى التوحيد عز وجل وطاعته ومتابعة الرسل And so when the person calls his people and then he finds something that opposes it. 
And maybe they, have, they reject his da'wah. It's important to have sabr. And continue. It's important to continue. And to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hoping for his reward. And his aid. The aid that will come from Allah. Because this is the way. This is the tariq. Of the messengers. And the prophets and the messengers. Alayhi salatu wasalam. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them to call their nations to Tawheed of Allah and the obedience of Allah and the, to follow their prophets. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and that concludes those four particular masail. And inshallah ta'ala in our next lesson we'll go on to discuss the proof for these four masail, which is Surah Al-Asr and uh, mention some of the tafasir of the surah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Wal akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Barakallahu feekum.